Preface and Chapters 1-4 through four Of the Perpetual Virginity of Blessed Mary This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Perpetual Virginity of Blessed Mary by St. Jerome Translated by William Henry Fremantle The Perpetual Virginity of Blessed Mary Against Helvidius this tract appeared about A.D. 383. The question which gave occasion to it was whether the mother of our Lord remained a virgin after his birth. Helvidius maintained that the mention of the Gospels of the sisters and brethren of our Lord was proof that the Blessed Virgin had subsequent issue, and he supported this opinion by the writings of Tertullian and Victorinius. The outcome of his views was that virginity was ranked below matrimony. Jerome vigorously takes the other side and tries to prove that the sisters and brethren spoken of were either children of Joseph by a former marriage or first cousins, children of the sister of the Virgin. A detailed account of the controversy will be found in Farrer's Early Days of Christianity, page 124. When Jerome wrote this treatise, both he and Helvidius were at Rome, and Damascus was Pope. The only contemporary notice preserved of Helvidius is that by Jerome in the following pages. Jerome maintains against Helvidius three propositions. First, that Joseph was only putatively, not really, the husband of Mary. Second, that the brethren of the Lord were his cousins, and not his brethren. Third, that virginity is better than the married state. 1. The first of these occupies chapters 3 through 8. It turns upon the record in Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25, and especially on the words, before they came together. Chapter 4. Knew her not till, etc. Chapters 5 through 8. 2. The second, chapters 9 through 17, turns on the words, firstborn son, 9 and 10, which Jerome argues are applicable not only to the eldest of several, but also to an only son, and the mention of brothers and sisters, whom Jerome asserts to have been children of Mary, the wife of Cleophas, or Cleopas, 11 through 16. He appeals to many church writers in support of his view, 17. 3. In support of his preference of virginity to marriage, Jerome argues that not only Mary, but Joseph also remained in the virgin state, 19. That through marriage may sometimes be a holy estate. It presents great hindrances to prayer. 20. And the teaching of Scripture is that the states of virginity and continency are more accordant with God's will than that of marriage. 21-22. 1. I was requested by certain of the brethren not long ago to reply to a pamphlet written by one Helvidius. I have deferred doing so, not because it is a difficult matter to obtain the truth and refute an ignorant bore who has scarce known the first glimmer of learning, but because I was afraid my reply might make him appear worth defeating. There was the further consideration that a turbulent fellow, the only individual in the world who thinks himself both priest and layman, one who, as has been said, thinks that eloquent consists in loquacity, and considers speaking ill of any one to be a witness of a good conscience, would begin to blaspheme worse than ever 
if opportunity of discussion were afforded him. He would stand, as it were, on a pedestal, and would publish his views far and wide. There was reason also to fear that when truth failed him, he would assail his opponents with the weapon of abuse. But all these motives for silence, though just, have more justly ceased to influence me, because of the scandal caused to the brethren who were disgusted at his ravings. The acts of the gospel must therefore be now laid to the root of the barren tree, and both it and its fruitless foliage cast into the fire, so that Helvidius, who has never learnt to speak, may at length learn to hold his tongue. 2. I must call upon the Holy Spirit to express his meaning by my mouth, and defend the virginity of the Blessed Mary. I must call upon the Lord Jesus to guard the sacred lodging of the womb, in which he abode for ten months, from all suspicion of sexual intercourse. And I must also entreat God the Father to show that the mother of his son, who was a mother before she was a bride, continued a virgin after her son was born. We have no desire to career over the fields of eloquence. We do not resort to the snares of the logicians or the thickets of Aristotle. We shall adduce the actual words of Scripture. Let him be refuted by the same proofs which he employed against us, so that he may see that it was impossible for him to read what is written, and yet to be unable to discern the established conclusion of a sound faith. 3. His first statement was, Matthew says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But when he thought on these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Notice he says that the word used is betrothed, not entrusted as you say, and of course the only reason why she was betrothed was that she might one day be married, and the evangelist would not have said before they came together if they were not to come together. For no one would then use the phrase, before he dined, of a man who was not going to dine. Then again, the angel calls her wife, and speaks of her as united to Joseph. We are next invited to listen to the declaration of Scripture. And Joseph arose from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her son. 4. Let us take the points one by one, and follow the tracks of this impiety, that we may show that he has contradicted himself. He admits that she was betrothed, and in the next breath will have her to be a man's wife whom he has admitted to be his betrothed. Again, he calls her wife, and then says the only reason why she was betrothed was that she might one day be married and for fear we might not think that enough, the word used, he says, is betrothed and not entrusted, that is to say, not yet a wife, not yet united by the bond of wedlock. But when he continues, the evangelist would never have applied the words before they came together to persons who were not to come together, 
any more than one says before he dined when the man is not going to dine i know not whether to grieve or laugh shall i convict him of ignorance or accuse him of rashness just as if supposing a person to say before dining in harbor i sailed to africa his words could not hold good unless he were compelled some day to dine in harbor if i choose to say the apostle paul before he went to spain was put in fetters at rome or as i certainly might helvidius before he repented was cut off by death must paul on being released at once go to spain or must helvidius repent after death although the scripture says in sheol who shall give thee thanks must we not rather understand that the preposition before although it frequently denotes order in time yet sometimes refers only to order in thought so that there is no necessity if sufficient cause intervened to prevent it for our thoughts to be realized when then the evangelist says before they came together he indicates the time immediately preceding marriage and shows that matters were so far advanced that she who had been betrothed was on the point of becoming a wife as though he said before they kissed and embraced before the consummation of marriage she was found to be with child and she was found to be so by none other than joseph who watched the swelling womb of his betrothed with the anxious glances and at this time almost the privilege of a husband yet it does not follow as the previous example showed that he had intercourse with mary after her delivery when his desires had been quenched by the fact that she had already conceived and although we find it said to joseph in a dream fear not to take mary thy wife and again joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the lord commanded him and took unto him his wife no one ought to be disturbed by this as though inasmuch as she is called wife she ceases to be betrothed for we know it is usual in scripture to give the title to those who are betrothed the following evidence from deuteronomy establishes the point if the man says the writer find the damsel that he is betrothed in the field and the man force her and lie with her he shall surely die because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife and in another place if there be a damsel that is a virgin betrothed unto a husband and a man find her in the city and lie with her then ye shall bring them both out unto the gate of that city and ye shall stone them with stones that they die the damsel because she cried not being in the city and the man because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife so thou shalt put away the evil from the midst of thee elsewhere also and what man is there that hath betrothed a wife and hath not taken her let him go and return unto his house lest he die in the battle and another man take her but if any one feels a doubt as to why the virgin conceived after she was betrothed rather than when she had no one betrothed to her or else to use the scripture phrase no husband let me explain that there were three reasons first that by the genealogy of joseph whose kinswoman mary was mary's origin might also be shown secondly that she might not in accordance with the law of moses be stoned as an adulteress third that in her flight to egypt she might have some solace 
though it was that of a guardian rather than a husband for who at that time would have believed the virgin's word that she had conceived of the holy ghost and that the angel gabriel had come and announced the purpose of god and would not all have given their opinion against her as an adulteress like susanna for at the present day now that the whole world has embraced the faith the jews argue that when isaiah says behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son the hebrew word denotes a young woman not a virgin that is to say the word is alma not bethula a position which further on we shall dispute more in detail lastly expecting joseph and elizabeth and mary herself and some few others who we may suppose heard the truth from them all considered jesus to be the son of joseph and so far was this the case that even the evangelists expressing the prevailing opinion which is the correct rule for a historian call him the father of the saviour as for instance and he that is simeon came in the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child jesus that they might do concerning him after the custom of the law and elsewhere and his parents went every year to jerusalem at the feast of the passover and afterwards and when they had fulfilled the days as they were returning the boy jesus tarried behind in jerusalem and his parents knew not of it observe also what mary herself who had replied to gabriel with the words how shall this be seeing i know not a man says concerning joseph son why hast thou thus dealt with us behold thy father and i sought thee sorrowing we have not here as many maintain the utterances of jews or of mockers the evangelists call joseph father mary confesses he was father not as i said before that joseph was really the father of the saviour but that to preserve the reputation of mary he was regarded by all as his father although before he had heard the admonition of the angel joseph thou son of david fear not to take unto thee mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy ghost he had thoughts of putting her away privily which shows that he well knew that the child conceived was not his but we have said enough more with the aim of imparting instruction than of answering an opponent to show why joseph is called the father of our lord and why mary is called joseph's wife this also at once answers the question why certain persons are called his brethren end of preface and chapters one through four